Radio. G'day everyone, I'm Jude and thanks very much for tuning in to The Journey this week. I hope you're having a great weekend wherever you are, right around the country, and are ready for a jammed, packed edition of the show today. Footy season's holding up right around the country, isn't it? So whether you're an AFL fan, follow the NRL, or both, I hope you've got plenty to cheer about at this pointy end of the season. Even if your team isn't in the finals, I hope you've got something to cheer about. And if not, well, I hope you'll be cheering by the end of the journey today because we've got a great show lined up for you this week. Today on the show, we've got uh, so much to get through. We'll be hearing from our good friend, Sister Hilda, from Jamboree Abbey, star of the TV series, The Abbey, which was on the ABC a few years ago. We're going to hear from Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. He'll be on the show, and we'll also hear a great message from Peter Gilmore about slowing down. Trish McCarthy, she's a sports person, a scripture teacher, a trainer, general champion. She's prepared a really nice input for us today. And Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love, that wonderful group of men and women who are all about sharing the gospel in our world, will also join us today. Real honour today, though, apart from everything else, to be speaking to Archbishop Julian Porteous. He's the Archbishop of Hobart, and he's going to be talking to us about ways we can share our faith based on some of the ideas in his new book, on that topic of living and sharing your faith and joyfully. First up, and as always though, we're going to kick off the show with a focus on the scripture reading for the day, the gospel reading set down right around the world for this weekend, for the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Matthew chapter 1, verse 28 to 32. This week, a reflection has been prepared for us by Father Richard Healy. So, let's get into it. Whether you're listening in your car or via live streaming or podcast at www.radio.dow.org.au, it's great to have you listening in to this week's show. Faith, hope, love and life. Let's dive into this week's edition of The Journey. Here's this week's reflection on the gospel. Jesus tells a parable to the religious leaders in Matthew chapter 21 verses 28 to 32. The parable is in answer to their question, By what right are you doing that? For country bumpkin Jesus had come into the temple and acted with great authority, as if he owned the place. Two sons are asked to go and work in their father's vineyard. One says no, but then ends up going. The other says yes, but doesn't in fact go. At a simple level, the parable emphasizes that doing is more important than mere words. On a deeper level, the religious leaders imagined that they were doing the will of God, yet they refused to believe in both John the Baptist and now in Jesus. But those who seemed to be a long way from God, like the tax collectors and other sinners, who were regarded as deeply sinful and as violators of the law, they had responded to the call of John to repentance. The challenge of this passage for us today is partly this, to make sure that we are responding to Jesus, allowing him to confront us at any point where we have been like the second son and said yes to God, while in fact going off in another direction. Secondly, the powers of that age were deeply challenged by the things that Jesus was doing. So a good question to ask us, the followers of Jesus today, is what should we be doing that would challenge the powers of the present world with the news that Jesus is indeed its rightful Lord? What would provoke people to ask us similar questions? What stories should we be telling that would help people to find the source of true life? We have said yes to God by being part of the church. Let us say yes again by actively welcoming and encouraging others to join us in this field hospital for all the sick and needy in our world. Grace and peace. This is Father Richard Healy from St. Paul's in Camden. 
faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Together on The Journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. The jasmine is starting to come out at our abbey. A few daffodil flowers have also poked their heads out of their greenery. And everything in me rebels. It isn't spring yet, I called out to them. It isn't time for you to be blooming. You got the wrong story. Sadly, a whole range of other flowers are taking a leaf out of their book. And I feel even more cheated. Why? Because I like winter. I find summer hard. And somehow to skip all that is winter makes summer unending. I think our God was very smart to invent the seasons. I know some parts of the world don't have it as clearly delineated as we do, but they have seasons of sorts nonetheless. We need seasons to so correctly mirror and message our passage through life, our life with God. We need spring when everything is new, when a fresh start is possible after all our mistakes. We need the sight of new buds and crisp early mornings. We need summer. We need activity, good Christian activity of practical self-giving. We need to work for our daily bread from the Father. Summer is the time to build. We need autumn, when we join God in his paddock and reap the harvest of our labours with him. We need cooler weather to give us another burst of energy to keep going. Autumn is usually when Easter happens for us, a beautiful time of gentle new life. We need winter, when we take time apart to sit by the fire with God and reflect on where and how our life is together. We need winter to deepen and nourish our relationship with the Lord. As someone far smarter than me once said, We need to waste some time with God in prayer. And if all we do is sit by the fire with him, that's enough. Each day in our life with God should in fact have all four seasons wrapped into it. To skip any of them is to live an unbalanced life. If your life is all summer, when do things get planted? If your life is all sitting by the fire, when do you work? If your life is all about what is new, when do you savour the mature wine of the spiritual life? God lives all his seasons in your life. Perhaps today you'll catch sight of them and resolve to live them. Welcome back to The Journey. We've just heard from Sister Hilda Scott with her wisdom from the Abbey, and this week she gave us a great little story she called The Jasmine, all about the wisdom of God in the seasons of our earth and and our lives. Now, Sister Hilda said she isn't a big fan of summer in that piece. You can have that to yourself, Sister Hilda. Give me summer, surf and cricket any time of the year. Thank you very much. And that's all on its way pretty quickly already. A few places have started up in the first few weeks of cricket season and in quite a few places around Australia. The surf life-saving flags are going up as well for the spring-summer season of swimming. If you're listening into the journey for the first time this week, well, hello. Hope you like what you've heard so far. But there's even more good stuff to come. And if you haven't heard Trish McCarthy speak before, well... This week, you're in for a real treat. This week, this awesome woman of God is talking about getting creative in her milk and honey segment that she prepares each and every week on the journey. She's getting quite a following, and uh, and rightly so too. Faith, hope, love and life. You're tuned to The Journey. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Recently... 
As it comes in ebbs and flows, I tapped into my creative side. Every now and then, I find the need to express myself in ways other than movement and word, which are my primary ways. I was playing with a piece of modelling clay, and a profound thought struck me. It's not one thing, it's many things that shape our life and being. Now you might think, Trish, that's not that profound. But let me explain and hopefully give you some encouragement. If we were to just use one finger, one point of pressure, to mould our clay, symbolic of our life and being, I dare say the end result would be less than impressive and not reach its full potential. However, God, in God's infinite wisdom, uses many things to shape our life and being. As I played with the clay, I used my two hands, my palms, many fingers, my vision, physical and mental, my senses, imagination, creativity. I used mistakes and adjustments. I used external tools and added and subtracted various amounts of clay, varying degrees and directions of pressure and imprints. I even let it sit and rest for a while. In the same way, God uses similar things to sculpt and create the most perfect expression of our total being. You and I are on a unique journey, marked with the fingerprints of God, under the gentle guidance of God's loving hand. You may wish to get your hands on some modelling clay this week and experience just what it is that I'm talking about. Trust the journey. Travel lightly. Go gently and love deeply. You are perfect in every way. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Welcome back to The Journey. I hope you're enjoying this week's show today, wherever you are, right around the country. Again, a really big welcome to all our relatively new listeners up in Port Macquarie, those tuning in down in Bendigo, in the Illawarra, Sydney, Gippsland, Albury, Wodonga, in fact, all over the place. It's great to have you listening in wherever you are, either live through your local Christian radio, online or via podcast at www.radio.dow.org.au. We've had some really solid interviews the last few weeks with Dr. Ben Weicker and then participants from the Proclaim Conference in Sydney. And we're really lucky this week to have been able to score an interview with Archbishop Julian Porteous about his new book, which is all about sharing your faith effectively and joyfully. And I'll tell you something, Archbishop Julian is one of those men who just naturally exudes joy because of his walk with God. So let's get into this interview with the Archbishop of Hobart, the Most Reverend Julian Porteous. I'm here with Archbishop Julian Porteous, Archbishop of Hobart, and he's joined me on the journey at the Proclaim Conference. Archbishop Julian, thanks very much for joining us on the journey. It's a pleasure. Archbishop Julian, what have you thought of the Proclaim Conference? It's been a, a very inspiring conference, I think, for all that uh, all the people who have come to, uh, to attend it. Uh, the focus of the conference has been very much on the question of, of how we can rebuild, uh, re-energise, if you like, uh, our, our parishes. And uh, it was very good the other day. We had representatives from other churches talking about their own challenges in this regard. So I think one of the things that's very evident is that um, Christian people generally are asking how can we strengthen and build up our, our base communities which are our parishes Archbishop it was a wonderful thing as you said to have people from the Baptist Church from the Anglican Church and from the Pentecostal Church come to speak to a room full of Catholic leaders about what they're doing well but also what they're finding challenging hasn't ecumenism come a long way? 
It certainly has. And I think the encouraging thing for everyone there was, was the fact that uh, we're facing the same sorts of challenges because it's the same society that we're all in and, and the same challenges that, that we're meeting in terms of the, the influences on people's lives, the busyness of life, all those sorts of things which are really making it uh, a new challenge for us to find out ways in which we can encourage people to, to live their faith and particularly to live it within our, our basic communities, our parish communities. Bishop Julian, you probably don't know this, but many, many years ago, I think way back in 1983, 84, when I was about 14 years old, I went to a thing called Jesus Christ at, at Belmore Oval. And a Father Julian Porteous was right behind the running of it. It's had a huge impact upon me. Well, and so many young people to this day, I keep running into people who are my age now going, were you there? It's, it's a bit like Woodstock in, <laughs> in, 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 I suppose, Christian formation for so many people within the Catholic Church. Can you give us a bit of a snapshot of your journey into priesthood from Father Julian to Bishop Julian to Archbishop Julian Porteous. Jude, that's a wonderful piece of news. A delight to hear that. One of the things that you, you do as a, as, a, as a priest and anybody who's involved in Christian ministry is you're busily doing what you can to proclaim Christ, the Christian way of life, and draw people to, to discover the richness and beauty of the Christian life. And, uh, and, and often you don't really know <laughs> whether you've been able to have, a, have an, an impact, an impression, or you've been able to influence people's lives so it's always wonderful, Jude, to hear stories like that. That somebody, a 14-year-old, was there uh, in in that on that occasion, and it was something that had an impact. That has really been my journey. Um, I I was ordained a priest in uh, 1974, and uh, at the beginning of my priesthood, I. I I've felt a strong desire to to find the ways that I could help people, uh, young people in particular, to discover what I discovered in my, my own Christian life, to particularly to discover what it meant to live a life inspired by and in close communion with Jesus Christ. And so I always have this as at the heart of everything I've done as a priest. So Jesus Christ at Belmore Oval, I think, spells out what I was seeking to do was, was present, we, we had music and we had young people giving testimonies we had some preaching and and um, and particularly offering opportunities for, for people to respond to what they heard uh, on that evening so uh, that's what I've always been doing in one way or another throughout the years of my priestly ministry and it's continued then I became a, a bishop uh, in 2003 and now I'm an archbishop in Hobart in Tasmania and the same fire burns in my heart today as it did back in uh, the 80s when you were at Jesus Christ at uh, Belmore Oval. Archbishop Julian, you're obviously a very busy man, but not so busy that you haven't been able to take time out to write a book. Perhaps you wrote it over a long period of time. And it's a book all about the new evangelisation. It's strategies for the church at the beginning of the third millennium. Can you tell us, first of all, for any of our listeners who don't know, what is the new evangelisation that we keep hearing about? This is a term that uh, has, has gained a bit more uh, currency, if you like, in the church, mainly because of um, uh, Pope John Paul II. It was a term that he began to use reasonably early in his own time as, as being Pope. And he spoke about the fact that uh, the time has come to find a new way of communicating the gospel in a contemporary culture. In one sense, he makes a distinction between that first proclamation, say the missionaries going off to darkest Africa kind of idea, um, if like that was a first or primary evangelization but he said now you've got cultures that have been traditionally christian you've got uh, environments now that have a christian heritage in one way or another and in one sense people can say well we know about christianity you know it's been there maybe that's my family tradition
mission or my background, but I've passed beyond it or I don't see it as having any relevance or value for my life. And so they've, they've moved to a stage, if you like, of putting Christianity to one side. And Pope John Paul is saying, we've got to find new ways uh, in which we can communicate uh, the, the, the timeless message of Christianity in this new cultural context. So he used the word the new evangelization, if you like, to say that we have to find something which is new in it in its uh, enthusiasm. He used the word ardor in its its way of communicating the message in particular. And and that's something that then has been a particular encouragement, inspiration to me in my own priestly journey as I've begun the work of evangelization. Then as the culture has unfolded over the 40 years or so I've been a priest, I, I'm sort of say, how can we continue to communicate, present the gospel, particularly to those people who maybe have felt it's got nothing to offer to their lives. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. Welcome back to The Journey. Here's the second half of that interview I was lucky enough to get with Archbishop Julian Porteous at last month's Proclaim Conference in Sydney. Now, obviously, Bishop, there's so much that you've got in this, this book. It's, a, it's a, obviously a collection, as you said, a distilling down of, of stuff that you've learned over so many years. People who read this book, what will they find as, as some of the, the key things that you need to do to be effective in bringing people to, to know and love Jesus? I think there are a couple of things, Jude, that, that uh, are the key elements to the book. Certainly there's a, a section where I do explore contemporary culture. I, I think we need to understand what has actually happened in contemporary culture. I think we need to understand, too, the mindset of people who've, who have not had any close association with the church and, and uh, perhaps have become influenced by a variety of factors. How do they see life? How do they see themselves? So the book deals with that question. The book also deals with um, the question, what are we communicating? What is the basic message? And I think that's very important. Um, and so I explore that uh, in, in various ways and look at, if you like, the essential elements of the message that uh, we need to, to be offering people today. I think the third element then later in the book I, I just look at all sorts of different ways as this can be achieved. A little bit of giving samples of this new evangelization, the new ways, the new methods, the new uh, techniques if you like to use that word, in which we can actually transmit the message transmit what we want to offer to people in terms of the, the, the message of the church, in terms of the, the gospel message, in ways that, that, uh, that I've found from my experience can can actually reach through to people's lives and hearts and affect a transformation. So Bishop Julian, obviously as part of that, critical part of the new evangelization is getting individuals comfortable with sharing their own relationship with Jesus so as to draw people who don't know Jesus into a, an encounter, an encounter with Jesus that changes their lives. What advice would you have for people who are just starting out on that journey of feeling confident about sharing their own relationship with Jesus mm. with someone else? I don't think uh, Christians generally know the treasure that we have in in our, in our faith. And uh, one of the things that uh, I, I have a very distinct memory of one uh, incident which really brought this home to me. I had a youth group which was very much alive in the in their faith and uh, and this young fellow came along one night to the youth group and um, he was just there and he was moving around meeting people and there was just a cup of coffee and that sort of thing happening. And then he came up to me at the end of it and said to me, looks me straight in the face and says, what they've got I want. I think this was very important for me. I realised we do have something. Anybody who has faith has often a, a certain serenity about life, has a certain hope about life, and in particular, I think the quality that 
a Christian can have is joy. And Pope Francis has, has highlighted that recently in his um, in, in, a, in a document he produced called The Joy of the Gospel. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's just living who you are, being who you are, not apologising for it, and, and, and not trying to, if you like, I should fit in more. I shouldn't, I shouldn't show that I'm too joyful. Or I, 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 but I think if a person says, I'm, going to, I'm just going to be who I am, I'm going to live out the reality of what it means for me to have a Christian faith. I think this is the thing that uh, puzzles, creates a kind of a question in people's minds. Why are you like this? We call that technically Christian witness. Mm. But I think that's where we begin. And I think that's the beginning of, if you like, the evangelization or the new evangelization, living out who we are in the freedom and joy and beauty of the Christian faith. Julian, joy puts people at ease. There's no doubt about that. And and if you're joyous, people do what you want. In my various encounters with you over a number of years, that has always been part of who you are, joy. That is that is very, very obvious. And, and I thank you for that witness within your own ministry. It's very attractive. It attracts people to faith. Your book is is produced by Conacourt Publishing. It's, it's available in paperback, 234 pages. So something you could read very quickly in a night and devour, no doubt. But I'm sure it's got a variety of, of great tools and information for people in parishes, for people who really want to start to make a difference in our culture and draw people to fullness of life. But I really encourage people to, to go and have, a, have a, a look at that book and to use it if they're serious about making a difference in our parish and drawing people into life in Christ. Bishop Julian, thank you very much for joining us on the, on the journey and we'd love to have you on the show again. It'd be, it'd be great to have you back. Jude, it's been a pleasure to be with you and to, to have this reflection together and I look forward to further opportunities of being on the journey. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview and a very big thank you to Archbishop Julian Porteous for making himself available to speak to the journey. I really encourage people to go out and get a hold of his new book, New Evangelization, Pastoral Strategy for the Church, done by Conacourt Publishing. It's all about sharing our faith with joy and enthusiasm. It'd be great if you get your hands on that, if that's what you're passionate about, sharing your faith. Faith, hope, love and life. You're listening to The Journey. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. According to a recent survey, on average we get around seven hours of sleep, listen to around four hours of music, watch TV for two hours, talk for 30 minutes, text for another 30 minutes, and if we work or study, well, that's another six or seven hours a day. Let's add another hour or so to eat, and very quickly, we have our day completely mapped out and full of stuff. We often look forward in our calendars to free days, but even on those days, free usually means an outing here or a garden maintenance there. There's always something to be done, I guess. In the book of Psalms in the Bible, God says, Be still and know that I am God. The phrase be still can literally be translated as cease or stop trying. Something truly sacred happens when we actively make a choice to make space to stop. To stop the noise, to stop the motion, to stop the action, to stop the wheels turning, and let God be God. Silence and stillness is uncomfortable. It's confronting. It's something we need, but we don't often allow ourselves. What would happen if tonight you turned off the TV, turned off the noise, shut your bedroom door, 
and just you and God met. Two friends, a master and a servant, a lover and a beloved. What if you just spent time letting the still silence sit? Be still and know that he is God. God bless. Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Welcome back to The Journey. I'm Jude, and thanks very much for joining us on The Journey this week. If you've just tuned in, you've missed a fantastic show, but hopefully you didn't miss Peter Gilmore with his great little segment there on being still and knowing God deeply. Now, I want to encourage people to come to a couple of events that are coming up around the country. One is the Family and Children's Ministry Conference 2014 being held on Friday the 10th and Saturday the 11th of October from 9 till 3.30pm at the Mount Carmel Retreat Centre out at Varaville, not far from Campbelltown. It's all about how we share the joy of the gospel with children and their families in either the classroom or through parish programs and initiatives. It'd be really good for you to get along to this. There's an address from Dr. Ephi McGrath. She's fantastic. And they're going to explore the many and varied ways in which we can enliven ministry with children more effectively to share the good news. Registration is essential. Go to www.familyconference.dow.org.au or give Darren McDowell a call on 4222-2463. The other event that's coming up is the Young Men of God Conference 2014. It's being held at the Tops Conference Centre at Stanwell Tops. Lots of people know this venue. It's one of the premier Christian venues in Australia. This year's conference is called Dare to Lead, and guest speakers include Bishop Peter Comensoli, Senator Zed Seselja, Pat Keady from the Emmanuel Worship Band in Brisbane. Fantastic keynote speakers. There's also going to be a heap of inspiring men from around the nation. We're going to give thought-provoking and challenging talks, really drawing men into into Christian manhood and living a really radical Christian manhood. It's a time to retreat and reflect on your journey and encouragement as you walk along in your faith. For more information, go to ymgmovement.org or you can contact Brother Dan on 0406 803 565 if you'd like to get along to that and I really encourage you to do so. I want to give a really big cheerio as well to the 1,200 young people who are up at the Ignite Conference in Brisbane. I know a few of you are being interviewed for the show up there as we speak and can't wait to hear about all of your experiences in coming weeks on the journey. Thanks very much for listening into The Journey. I encourage you to give us some feedback on our Facebook page. Just look for The Journey Catholic Radio in your search engine where you can follow links to listen to past shows of The Journey as podcasts. And if the show isn't being played in your local Christian radio station yet and you're listening in by podcast or live streaming, why don't you give them a call? I'm sure they'd love to hear from you and get some input from you if you'd like to have The Journey playing in your local region on your local Christian radio station. If not, just keep listening in via podcast or the live streaming of the show. It's being promoted all around the country in churches, schools, parishes. Just go to www.radio.dow.org.au. Next week on the show, we're doing it all again. Great music, interviews and inputs from our awesome presenters. Faith, hope, love and life. Thanks very much for joining us on The Journey. The Journey is produced by Jude Hennessy and edited by Nicholas Weir from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. Radio.org.au